You are now listening to Shift the Plan Podcast. My name is Rhonda Evans, and I'll be your host. I'll be interviewing business owners who have successfully navigated through life shifts. Remember, it's never too late to change the game. Let's get started. you guys for joining shift the plan podcast once again where it is never too late to change the game and i'm excited because we are on number three our third male guest for shift the plan podcast and i am excited this particular gentleman <laughs> is one who is known by everyone i mean like he might as well be the mayor of charlotte so <laughs> they say that they say that lord jesus you should you literally know everyone but today I bring you Mr. HBCU Pride Nation himself, Travis P. Jackson. Welcome to Shift the Plan. Hey, Rhonda. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you something. Um, I don't think I would have had as much fun as I did at Forward if it were not for you. I mean, oh my gosh. Literally, I don't think I ever laughed so hard in my life. <laughs> I mean, I don't think I had so much fun if it one for y'all, boy. Cause, woo! You know, <laughs> uh, you, know, you know how you got to make sure your own experience is, is great. So I had, I had to do what I had to do. I had to provide a service. That's what I had to do. You did. You provided a great service. You made every made sure everyone was welcome. You made sure everybody was entertained and was where they needed to be. Like, I'm serious. Every person that walked past us, you knew them, it seemed like. How was that? How how do you do that? Uh, um, I guess it's like over time when you build relationships with people, as well as, um, I had to I had to break something down to one of my friends the other day because she was like, "You should run for mayor." I was like, "Oh yeah, you think so?" Uh, she said, "Yeah, because everybody knows knows you." I said, "Oh, do they really?" I said, "I really think people know the illusion of me." And not really know who I who I really am as a person. So um, whether it's good press, bad press, whether it's you follow me on social media, um, I'm very very consistent and like not being boastful or bragging or anything like that. I have a very strong aura, a very strong like presence, and a strong like I'm a character at the end of the day. You are. Yeah. (laughs) You are. Yep. And that's what it is. But I, I agree with that. I think that just naturally you draw people to you. It's not like you trying to be seen or people you like, hey, here I am. Like people naturally gravitate to you. Yeah, man. But that don't mean everybody good for you. That is true. Not everybody needs to be in preaching, Rhonda. <laughs> I think you do a good job of deflecting too. You'd be like, oh, Okay, hold on. I sound like you later, and I gotta be over here. Like you do not play. If you not supposed, if they are not supposed to be in your space, you hurry up and get them up out of there. I so do. You be paying attention. I was watching. I was watching. Because <laughs> sometimes people want to occupy space that's not that they're not called for in your life. Mm-hmm. I would agree. I would agree, but you do a good job. Tell us how you do that. Like, is this something like, are you one of those people who naturally can pick up 
on how people are and you're like, wait a minute, this immediately is not for me. Are you very intentional about all of this? Um, uh, lately I've been kind of trying to answer that same question for myself, mm-hmm. but I think I have a high level of discernment. Mm-hmm. Um, I might not always get it right, but majority of the time I do. Mm-hmm. And I know, I know, I know who's supposed to be around me and I know who I'm supposed to be around. Yeah. You That's know, I mean, if it's, if it's not valuable to to me or I can't really automatically think of something mm-hmm. that I can provide, provide value to your life. It's like, uh, let me, let me subtract myself a little bit. Yeah. Like, one of the things that you said that I heard throughout the whole week was like, you know, well, how can I serve you? Like, what can I do for you? It was not even about, well, I need to know you because I want to do this with you. You automatically upfront was like, how can I serve you? Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's, that's really, that's really how I am, Randy. Like, like even yesterday in my, in a, in a business meeting, like majority of the business meeting was, oh, how can we grow Pride Nation? And I was like, um, how can Pride Nation help you to grow? Don't make this, don't make this all about HBC Pride Nation. Um, a lot of times people have a lot of people people let's own to people because of the leverage that they have. Mm-hmm. But I wanna see I wanna see air I say this. I wanna see everyone win that I believe can win until they they stir me the wrong way. When you start staring me the wrong way, whoo, that ain't a good feeling. Right. But, um, but 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 Muhammad Ali said services the rent that you pay to live here on earth. So serving people is everything. I agree. I absolutely agree. I think that one of the things that you said early on in this interview is that people think that they know you, but they really haven't even taken a chance to really get to know you. So let our listeners know exactly who you are. Um, well, I am. <laughs> I am Travis P. Jackson. I am. Um, I was raised by a single mother. Um, Janice Jennings, that's my queen. That's my everything. Um, I come from, like, my, my father was on drugs and alcohol majority of my life. But he's been clean for 15 years, so I've been able to see what transformation really looks like. I'm someone who lost his brother um, in the drive-by shooting in the high school, and after he got killed, it um, it 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 put me on the path towards wanting to go to college, wanting to do more for the community. Um, I love I love kids, I love the youth, um, and a very big goal of mine is to show kids that they are greater than the negligence, the ratchetry, and the ignorance that is shown on TV through um, reality TV show platforms. Um, I easily can breathe HBCUs from the history to the success stories to why HBCUs are relevant and significant. A graduate, I am a graduate of North Carolina NC State University where I got my degree in public relations, um, journalism, mass communications. Um, I'm a speaker, I'm an influencer, I'm an innovator. Um, most of all, I'm, I'm, 
I love me some God. You hear me? Yes. yes. I love me some God. So, um, and I come from a long line of pastors. So, oh, wow. pastors, all the way up to um, my great 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 grandfather until my father were all notable pastors. Um, so, who knows what that means for me? Um, you might be saying something. I might be. I might have said it, and I ain't even said. It. You hear what I'm saying? <laughs> I think so. Look, we pop up in a couple of years, and we know, like you heard it here first. Yeah, and um, and I, I just, I just have a, I have a very bubbly spirit, mm-hmm. and a, a spirit for other people. Yeah. I would agree. I had an opportunity um, just to hear a small piece of your story when you talked about what led you to going to college and even more so going to an HBCU and why it really holds so much weight in your life. Can you share with our audience a little of that story? Um, well, a little bit of it. Um, like I said, my father wasn't in my life for a majority of my life. And he lived like 10, 15 minutes away from North Carolina A&T uh, State University. And I didn't I didn't even know I was going to go to college. But having that opportunity to um, develop a, a bond with my father over those four years, even though I wish I would have. You know how when you go to college, you're trying to get away from your parents. You're trying to do your own thing. Yeah. I wish I would have had my father more involved in what I was doing on campus. Um, as well as my mother, they were supportive, but I feel like there was more that I could have done. Mm-hmm. Um, and A and T, as as I told um, as I told the young lady that wanted to attend Howard that we spoke to last last week, um, I, I HBCU just changes the minds of our people first and foremost from a rags mindset to a richest mindset. HBCU is the oasis of hope for the African American community. You can't talk about the um, you can't talk about the United States of America without talking about the contributions of those that paved the way um, at HBCUs. Uh, a lot of a lot of our African American pioneers, from Nikki Giovanni to um, even Diddy, went to Howard for a little bit to uh, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., Thurgood Marshall. A lot of those preeminent figures that basically created yesterday in order for us to be here today, majority of them went to HBCUs. Um, so the reason why I go so hard for HBCUs is because the HBCU really changed. Man, my HBCU changed my life so much. It's like, if it wasn't for my HBCU, I don't know where I would have been. I don't know the type of man I would have been. I don't know how my life would have turned out. Um, and and I, I I believe that every young African-American child, both black and, well, hold on. Let me rebond it. Every African-American child, boy and girl, deserves to know the opportunity of his of attending a historically black college and university. There's way too many guidance counselors or parents or other individuals that are persuading our students to go to um, predominantly white institutions. 
Um, and, and mind you, I know that every, I know that every, HBCU isn't for everybody, right? Yeah. Just as a PWI, PWI isn't for everybody. Just as trade schools isn't um, for everybody. But just to know that the opportunity exists, I think that every, all our youth and prospective students need to understand this. Yeah. So do you think that in the schools that not enough of the counselors or do you think it's just in our community that they're not telling the kids enough about the HBCUs? Because I know the school that I went to, that definitely wasn't a conversation. Uh, I think in the, in the education system as a whole of America, don't promote HBCUs a lot. And you'll 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 get you'll get more information um, about it from a Title One school because um, the teacher or the principals or the administration may have went to HBCUs and mm-hmm. they they bring that into the schools for like cultural cultural proficiency activities and then I say activities like <laughs> TI Lord Jesus <laughs> and then um when, I'll, I'll say this: the brighter the the brighter the population gets mm-hmm. in the education system per school, mm-hmm. the less amount of awareness there is for HBCUs. I would agree. Like, there's not I, I even where my kids go to school and they go to Northwest School of the Arts. I did not hear a lot about that because it's an art school, of course. But there are some HBCUs that have excellent programs that can serve those children that go to an art school. So like my son, he isn't going to an HBCU. I would have loved for him to go to one. But, you know, my daughter may go to one because now it's like, no, we are working with um a lady who is like, no, you. there's money out there for schools and you need to look at HBCU so you can get the opportunity not only to go to a good school that you should, that's going to give you that foundation, but they're going to offer you more scholarships to go to school and make it affordable for your family. Rhonda, what age demographic you represent, girl? <laughs> Everybody, let me tell you something. I've had people on this show that are my age, <laughs> that are your age, and even a 19-year-old entrepreneur, okay? Can you tell me you got son, daughter, and looking like you somebody's son and daughter? What? Whatever. Whatever. I am proud to I'm about to go get me some shea butter and put it through this phone. <laughs> Lord, so I was the freshman class president. I was the vice president of student government. I was on campus activities board. I um, did a I did a book drive to Ghana, Africa that collected over five thousand books. And our university president, Stanley F. Battle, Stanley F. Baby, um, took us sent us to Africa for twelve days. Um, from from that, there was a class for international advocacy that was developed, and also two two members that went with us. Mm-hmm. One of them just bought one of them. Um, just bought property in Ghana, Africa, and doing real estate there. And then another one decided to get his degree in international business um, as an MBA. So it's like, 
I have been I have been very very blessed to open the doors of opportunity and be the plug for other people to move forward in their in their lives. Um, as well as at A and T, I was just I was I, I had locks down my back and yeah I had locks I, for real. You gonna make me go get the bag? Show us that picture because I don't believe that. Okay, I I send it to you. Um, so that, and then like, that's where, that's where if, if, if I learned anything from a, from a and it helped me to come out of my shell. Mm. Yeah, so when you went in the school, you were shy, introverted. Cause well, I can't, I, I can't see that. Okay. Look, I'm about to say, cause you don't ever, I can't ever see you ever being shy. Let me let me let me say it differently. I became more more confident in oh who I was because I ain't never been a quiet person. <laughs> I believe you. <laughs> and it's it, it's sad too, girl, because I be telling I be telling these people. I say I am a side person. I'm an introvert, and that's who I am. And every time I say that, like people be looking at me like I'm retarded or something. They be looking at me like I'm sinning. No, sir. No, sir. You can never use those two words to describe you, ever. Don't ever tell nobody else that ever again. <laughs> you cannot use those two words to describe you, okay? No. Hey, but but it's real scary. It's, it, it is scary, though. However, when I'm very, very quiet, people mm-hmm. know what's wrong with me. You know, that's funny you say that. Do you think that because people are so accustomed to you being a certain kind of way that you always feel like you have to be on in the moment that you want to kind of just take some time and step back that everybody finds something wrong with you? Yeah. Um, one of my weaknesses in college, uh, Rhonda, was sometime I had to portray the brand that people made me other than be true to myself. Mm-hmm. So sometimes exerting all that energy, like my dream has always been to be on the radio, to be an on-air personality, to do all this stuff. I never went for it. I'm probably about to start going for it now um, because, because people tell me this all the time, but it, it used to really kill me sometimes where I want to be relaxed, where I want to be incognito. I want to be quiet. I want to chill. And I can't do that. People won't let me. They expect you to be one kind of way all the time. It's like, I'm a person too. Can I have some me time? Like, I need a little time. Somebody, some, um, one of my mentors told me, he said, your energy is contagious. So mm-hmm. when your energy is not at a certain level, it can really bring down the energy of a whole room. I say. That's a huge weight to carry. Bruh. Like, I'm responsible for all these folks? All of them? And I was like, hell, I ain't think. My name ain't on that Like, look, I'm just one person. (laughs) Just one. One one person. So when, when did you decide that, okay, I need to go ahead and step forward and be the leader that I'm, that's always been inside of me? Um, I'm be for real. This year, 
you, this year, all the stuff that you did throughout college and just this year, you felt more like, now I'm going to break out to do this, the next step. Uh, so, so let me see if I could uh, say this right. So there's a difference in someone being busy and someone moving towards their purpose intentionally. Mm-hmm. Um, for a long time, I was just busy. I was just mm-hmm. doing stuff um, that looked good, that made me, like, oh, I got followers. Oh, people know me. Oh, I'm popular. Oh, I'm this. But now it's like, I don't care about how many followers I have. If it ain't bringing in no money, I don't care about how popular I am if I ain't respected. I don't, I, I have to, I have to do self-care and self-love first before I can lead anybody else. Mm-hmm. I don't have to, I don't have to do all the work. My job is to empower people and to help and make them want to do all the work. So like now I move with intention other than trying to do everything and other than trying to fit a mold or try to try to just provide all this stuff for all these people. Mm-hmm. So like, even though I, I, I know, like I literally, sorry, Ronnie, um, <laughs> in college, I would literally do my schoolwork and my homework just so I could stay in my position of student leadership. Like, really? I ain't even, I, I never really thought, like, I never thought about how just going to class for a little bit and getting connected to certain people will benefit my future. Mm-hmm. You know, like, it was, I'm doing this. I'm trying to better myself for you. Yeah. Where now it's like I'm bettering myself for me, my lady, my mother, and my future. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How, tell, talk to our listeners about the importance of building relationships. <clears throat> the importance of building relationships is first of all important in general um because people invest in the person before they invest in the product um whether whether that product is an initiative whether that product is a product that product is a service um people having a personal connection to you and um knowing what you represent how you are and who you are could be that leverage that can make a break um how many commas you have in a paycheck how many doors open up for you um and understand that everybody isn't supposed to be in your relationship pocket um everyone isn't equipped to be able to help you get further in life everyone isn't equipped to be by your side mm-hmm. um and you're not equipped to be by any by everybody's side as well um Understand the niche markets or the demographics that you really, really want to target um, for your success so you can know who to talk to. Do your research on these people, um, just like at BE, Black Enterprise. Mm-hmm. I did so much research on so many people before I got to that conference so that I can speak to them in their language and speak to them about what they've done um, to create a connection. Um, I done said, I'm a speaker. I done said, I'm about four times. Lord Jesus. So, uh, you are. Whatever. <laughs> right. You hear what I'm saying? 
I do. Um, I get it. I think that that was smart as crap. Like for you to before we even got there to do your research because you could have been talking one way and they just would have kept moving because you weren't talking their language. You know, they exactly. were, you know, sometimes oftentimes we get in these rooms with these people and we see them on social media or, you know, and they've done this and they do and they've done that. But what is the purpose of you even trying to make that relationship? What is the purpose of you being in that person's space? And you were very intentional about who you wanted to connect with because you had already did the research. Right, exactly. And then you cannot be afraid of saying what you need to say. Mm -hmm. Like in, in one of my friends, presentations she's dope she's great with messaging she's made a lot of money um and her friend made a lot of money that spoke with her mm-hmm. but i straight up i straight up was like they i asked my question i said i know that you're up on this stage because of how successful you are and i'm very very proud of you but to make it more human like mm-hmm. can you tell us about your failures yep that was important. I was in the room when you asked that question. That's important. That's that's the whole purpose behind Shift the Plan because people don't talk about so much the journey because the journeys aren't easy. The journeys are rough as crap. Like you got to start off. Some people start over time and time again before they actually get to the point where they are running a successful business or they are even confident enough to even start. And so I thought yeah. that that question was important um for you to ask in that room especially in that kind of space yeah man because it is it's something and it it also goes to build on relationships you have to be authentic Mm -hmm. and you have you have to be you have to be authentic consistent and execute yeah did y'all get that repeat that for the people (laughs) you gotta be you gotta be authentic consistent and execute the execution part for me sometimes have been my weakness because have you ever had that long list of stuff that you have to do and yeah. you just be looking at it and you're like, bruh, no, not today. Not get all this out. But is 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 that execution in that follow up. Yeah. That follow up is the most important thing in building relationships. I still got probably 20 people I got to follow up with at Black Enterprise. You too, girl. It's a lot. A lot of people, like a lot. Like I'm looking at these cards now, and guess what? It's on that list. <laughs> you just right. like, wow. like that follow-up is so important. So you said something real um important. I don't even know if you have a framework for this, but I'm gonna ask the question anyway. <laughs> when you are following up with people, what method do you use when it go when it comes to that? <laughs> Um, what method do I use? Like, is it something very specific that you do or is it different for every person every time? I think it's different. I think it, I think it's a case by case study because, (laughs) uh huh? You said case by case study. Yeah, I think it's a case by case study. (laughs) (laughs) It's a case by case study. Lord (laughs) Jesus. Um, is is that the right way to say that? I mean, it, it's case by case, but the fact that you do study on there was funny. <laughs> yeah, case by case study, whatever. That's, <laughs> hey, Tra- that's what Travis said. That's yeah. what he said. 
Right, a case by case study. Um, because the, the because the, the the conversation that I have with one person isn't the conversation that I have with the next. So, of course, I want them to remember the conversation. So that's kind of like what I speak to. Like mm-hmm. I, I, I ain't even gonna lie to you, Rhonda. I don't remember half the conversations I had to be. I don't. I believe you. You were talking to everybody. Everybody. But those that I do remember, those mm-hmm. the ones that that I was supposed to really follow up with. Like when you straight up said, Travis, I don't reached out to you for you to the re- the reason why we on this podcast is because I followed up with you and was like, girl, just let's do this now. Let's figure this out. Yes, had my phone not been dead. I would we would have did it that day. I would have pulled out the phone. We would have did that interview right then. We would have uh, I would have been speaking all in front of that gala. You would have. Yeah, yeah. Why not? So, are we going to see you on stage next year? I'm about to drop this into your little spirit. Okay. Okay. I would love to be on stage. I would love to. I promise you, I would. However, God gave me a little revelation. Gave me a little revelation when I when I was at um BE, mm-hmm. and he he gave me revelations all the time when I'm at the conference, right? Okay. And the revelation was, I may not be on the stage, but that don't mean that I wasn't given a stage. Let me tell you, I and not no joke, y'all, no joke. Every time I saw you. You were on a stage. I'm so serious. Like you, when you talk to people, you can see the intent in your face. Like you can see, you know, when you cut no folks, but <laughs> when you have an important conversation, you can see the intent in your face. And every single time is to drive the message for HBCU Pride Nation. So yeah. that was a very accurate statement. You and then when you think about Jesus, when you think about Jesus, because I'm a very spiritual person. Jesus wasn't always on a stage. I don't even I don't even know if he got on the stage. Right. Other than he was on that cross. He was amongst the people. He was just right there in the midst. So yeah. You made a very good point because there are oftentimes people who are like, I need to be on stage, I need to be on stage when they're not even maximizing the opportunities that they have when they're not on stage. Right. And then that amount of time, nothing against my people that's that have been presenters because I'm proud of each and every one of them. But just because you're speaking in front of people for 10, 15 minutes, don't mean that you're really having an impact on their life. Right. Right. Um, so like Issa Rae said, people need to leverage horizontally, horizontally mm-hmm. other than I was trying to leverage um, linear. Yeah. Because like these are the people that are around them. And two, like this is how I think about jobs or opportunities. Even when you're, even when you have your opportunity, and when you're engaged in your opportunity, there is still somebody. There's someone that can speak way better than me. There's someone that has an energy that is more contagious than mine. But just being able to have that opportunity is the beautiful thing, because when when it comes to these speakers at conferences, yeah, of course some of them may 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 be repeat speakers from like different conferences, mm-hmm. but there's someone within that crowd that can rock something or inspire or motivate, engage people way better than the people that we're looking at. Right. That's true. That's That's very true. I think you 
greatly made an impact on some people. Well, no, I know you did because you made a, a mother change her whole mindset about where to send her daughter for college. She, she tried it. She did. <laughs> Look, she did. She and she had good intentions behind it, though. She did. She had good intentions. You know, when we're parents, we want our best for our children. We don't want them to have to go through certain situations, you know, so we try to protect them. But it, it was in her best interest. You know, let the baby go to Howard. Let the baby go. Yeah. Let her breathe. <laughs> well, see, you goal accomplished. She's going to let her go to Howard. I am. So, in, in, okay, my bad. No, go ahead. Go ahead. And, 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 I felt it when I was saying it. Mm-hmm. And it was like you, you were talking about like the intention in my face. Yeah. Like I went from, oh, there go my squad, all right, that's turn up big to hold up. Mm-hmm. Get this right. <laughs> <laughs> yep. You had to switch it. Like, wait, 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 this is important. Let's have this conversation. Yeah, man. Yeah. So, yeah, that was awesome. That was awesome. And what's funny, we got down to the parking lot. <laughs> we got down to the parking lot. She pulled up on us and was talking the horn. And we were looking like, who is that? Like we was ready. It was so funny. <laughs> but like going to these things, you make real friendships, you make real connections. And I think that that moment that we were standing there talking to her, I think we'll for, she'll forever remember that moment. Yep. Forever. So speaking of HBCU Pride Nation, how did this come about? What made you start it in the beginning? I got tired of people sleeping on HBCUs. I got tired of people talking about how negative they were. They're all party schools. They um and mainstream media, HBCUs don't don't get as much um respect as they should. Let me ask and it, it it was really a way like I moved to I moved to Miami when I was when I graduated from A and T. I realized I got a whole life story. I need to write a biography of one of them things, an autobiography about some one of them people. <laughs> um, and and um, I realized like high school students don't know what an HBCU is, Mm-mm. especially in Miami. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? Why you don't know? You say, hey, hey, you know about HBCU? They were like, what? And that, that ain't right. It ain't supposed to be happening like that. And then um, I, I I am a negator. A negator. That sounds too much like nigga. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I am a negator. Um, where when it, when it came to people, t- <laughs> oh, shit. Um, <laughs> I knew this was gonna be fun. Well, yes, go ahead. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, people talk about like the in mainstream news talking about the negativity of a HBCU. I negate that when they talk about um, students shouldn't go to HBCUs. I negate that with the Hillman experience when people say HBCU students and graduates they don't have the equivalent of a PWI education. I negate that as well through talking about success stories. It's just like a negator. Um, like now now from, I legit, I, I really started, 
I literally started HBCU Prime Nation just by tweeting HBCU facts on Twitter, um, shouting out the HBCUs. It was one day where I did a shout out to Spelman College, and they legit they they retweeted that same tweet three hundred times in one day. Wow. And and then we start doing an HBCU Pride War, where we allow people to just spread their schools. Um, to to rep their school on um, rep rep their school on Twitter, then that became a thing. And then I took one whole check and invested in twenty four shirts, black and white shirts with just the logo logo on it, and that sold out. So it's just believing in the power of HBCUs. And wanting more for kids, and wanting more for just myself too. Um, but wanting wanting a whole lot more for the black community from how BET BET used to be the black platform mm-hmm. for our community, and BET is having a hell of a comeback right now. Like with all yeah. these black shows, mm-hmm. they're they're doing a real good job. But there was a whole phase for like t- about seventeen years where we didn't have AJ and Free. We didn't have 106 in Park, where we always looked at the Martin reruns and there was no real, like, substance coming from BET. And I would love to recreate BET, create HBCU Yelp, um, just a a whole network for HBCU graduates. Um, that's, that's, That's how it came to be, and that's really what it is. And... People always ask me, what is the difference between you and other HBCU platforms? Mm-hmm. And I always say, people can touch me. People can people can connect with me. I'm consistent with how, I'm, how I am on, on, on the internet, as well as who I am in person. Mm-hmm. I, I, I really care. I really do care. I'm not saying nobody else really cares, but I'm... <laughs> I'm Travis. Yeah, you can. I mean, like, it's you. Like, people can't relate. They can't talk about you without relating back to HBCU and the pride that you have for it. Like, you make other people, it is contagious because you make other people want to be like, well, dang, I wish I had went to an HBCU or be excited to rep their HBCU. Yeah, like, I'll I'll have parents. I had a parent, Rhonda. A parent came up to me crying. I said, "Oh Lord, what I do? I did. I thought right. I was in trouble." I said, "Oh no, jeez." <laughs> she was like, "Because of you, young man." I said, "Yes, ma'am." My daughter decided to go to college. She didn't know where she was going, and just following you helped change her life. Wow. Then, then it was another kid. It was another kid. I, I didn't always have a car. I, I drove, I rode the bus. And it was one day I was riding the bus in the in the transit or waiting for the bus in the um, bus depot. And a young man came to me and he said, I know you. I said, oh yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> and he said, yeah, yes, sir. I said, okay, all right. How you know me? He said, because you helped me to get um, you helped me to want to go to an HBCU. 
and I just got my acceptance letter today. Oh wow! It's oh, like those little, it's like those little moments that just man, those those little moments that like pe- a lot of times people do their businesses for the money. Yeah. But I I do it for of course I have to make money. Right. But the greatest paycheck is the impact that I have on people's lives. Mm. And you like I don't even know how you take it when people say things like that to you. Like I would be completely broke down up in the transit. <laughs> but like you're making a real impact like where someone could have been like well I ain't going to college or college ain't for me and just by simply following you on Instagram has and seeing it has completely mm-hmm. changed their outlook on what their future is going to be yep yep yes ma'am wow so what is next down the pipeline for HBCU Pirate Nation uh, what's next for HBC Pride Nation? I know I want to um, create the the biggest database of HBC graduates in the country to highlight the success stories of these of graduates that people that graduate from HBCUs from online directories to, uh, to highlight HBC businesses, create directories that highlight HBC alumni per industries, um, whether it's the automotive industry. Imagine like Damian Mills. Mm-hmm. You entrepreneur that graduated from A and T, that man, that man right there. I didn't even know anything about him until Black in the Prime, um, until the conference. And I'm like, had I known about him, I would have went to his dealership before I went to this other dealership to purchase my car. I'm just saying, like the story that Butch told about now, this man can buy a car for wherever he wants to. Okay, he done called a BMW and say, wait, is that a black owned dealership? And did not care that that black closest black owned dealership was six hours away. Six hours away. And he's like, okay, give me the number. I mean, like that's important, supporting our own. And by you having that kind of a directory, it's like, okay, I need to do this or I need to do that. Let me go see and support our own. Yeah. Damian Mills said, successful people give knowledge, insecure people don't. Yes, man, sir. man, I tell you, man, I tell you, I was quoting that man the whole entire conference. Look, he said something. Oh, I had to write it down because I knew I was gonna forget. But <laughs> he said something about, you know, he was talking about your passion. If you feel like, you know how people are like, oh, I finally made it, I'm ready, and this and that. He's like, if you feel like you're ready, your dream isn't big it's enough. Not big enough. It's not big enough. Yeah. Yeah. He was awesome. Now he was very memorable for that week from that week. Yeah. And 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 that's that's what I'm saying. Um, in terms of me, right? Like I'm not a celebrity. A lot of people know me, mm-hmm. but I'm an everyday person like Damian Mills, where the words that I say and what I give off like that I ain't going to lie to you. I enjoy talking to Damian Mills more than I, and I enjoy talking to Butch Graves. He was awesome. Like that man kept it 1000% Real and he worked for everything that he had. He worked hard. 
he worked for it. And now he gets to give back. It's not like he's sitting on it and just like, I'm just going to sit here. He's kept, he kept pouring in people the whole weekend. Do you know how many times I kept hearing his name all week? So, yeah. That man said $98 million in a year. He what? That man said he made $98 million in a year. Let me tell you something. <laughs> what in the world? Yeah. Yeah. So we need a directory like yours. We need yep. that. We need that. And that shows that it shows people that if he can do it, I can do it too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so, so that then, um, I, I want to create social media management services for HBCUs as well. Um, then I'm going to do an HBCU Pride Nation conference. Have the Hillman experience be like the biggest HBCU weekend in the world. Yeah. It's um, a lot that we want to do. That would be so awesome. That would be amazing. Like the, all of the different things that could that could be a part of that kind of conference and that kind of a, a weekend and how that could just change so much when it comes to how people look at HBCUs, kids getting into HBCUs. You know what I'm saying? Like it would completely change a lot. Yeah. And then like, you know what? Like, you know, as I as I continue to grow, like I'm probably never gonna change like who I am. I'm probably no. always gonna be cold as hell. <laughs> you gonna be the same way always. You don't need to change. You need to be right who you are all the time. Okay. Yes, just Ooh. like that. <laughs> Period. Period. <laughs> Look. Just because you have cut up the way that you have, I should make it uh, a video. <laughs> I mean, hey, we can. I don't even care. Oh my Stop. gosh, just hilarious! I'm gonna take. I'm going to take pieces of it then and make it visible <laughs> when I promote your episode because this has been fun. This has been fun. But yeah, like people are drawn to you because of who you are. So they what? They what? They what? Now that you've done all this stuff, you know, let's go ahead and let our listeners know how they can connect with you, how they can get in contact with you, and all of that good stuff. You can get in contact with me by calling Rhonda um, and she could be <laughs> the gatekeeper. Um, and we could go from there. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> You got the email, uh, info at hbcupridenation.net. Um, Instagram and all my social medias are for HBCU Pride Nation is at HBCU Pride, Nation, N-A-T-I-O-N. And my personal is I am Travis P. Jackson. I am I-A-M-T-R-A-V-I-S. P-J-A-C-K-S-O-N. All right, sir. We're going to have all of that in the show notes so people can continue. I sound like, are you, you remember back in the day you had them little v computers? Yes. And that is I how you sound. <laughs> 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 yes, that's how you sound. It's okay, though. It's all right. It's all right. 
But before we officially end, I have a segment called Time Capsule where I have a series of five questions. And you just okay. first comes to mind. You ready? Okay. All right. Question number one. What would you tell your younger self? Be patient. Love that. Love that. What keeps you sane throughout your journey? Yeah. I had to know that was going to be your answer. <laughs> What tools do you use to help you the most in your business day to day? Um, Instagram. I use Instagram. I use a, a scheduler like um, my social media scheduler, which is uh, it's called Preview. Mm-hmm. And I got a calendar. Let me tell you something. I'm get. I'm starting to get way better with being on time and knowing what's going on. Mm-hmm. Because I'm starting to use, I'm starting to use a, a a physical a physical calendar. Matter of fact, it's it's right over there. The big See? calendar, the big one. Yeah, the big one. <laughs> the big one. Right. I got I got that. I got my um my my calendar on my phone and a planner. So That's yeah, you got you yeah. need all of these things. All of the things. yeah. Okay, and what is the name of another shift maker that's going under the radar, but people need to know about? Um, Butterfly Anderson. Butterfly Anderson. All right. Yep. How can yep. we get in contact on social media? At Butterfly Butterfly. Butterfly Butterfly. Yeah. Oh. But- okay. Butterfly. And she's my better half. Oh, look at you. Look at you. I love it. You're like, no, I'm going to lift my baby up too. Yeah. Now, if you want, if you need some real, like, I mean, she's a second mover, but if you want, like, shakers, shakers, and movers, movers, I got a bunch of them for you. Look, don't don't be like uh, Ashley. And I love her because her, her interview was dope. It was. It was two hours. But... <laughs> She gave me like a huge, huge list of people. So yeah, don't yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I got one girl that I think that you should look up. Okay. Um, uh, matter matter of fact, I'll just I'll email them to you. Okay, just email them to me because I'm gonna I'll add all of these individuals in the show notes so everybody else can connect with them as well. Okay, and you and, and to get back to that question about what's next for Pride Nation, mm-hmm. uh, we are launching. We're about to launch a a, a visual podcast. Um, really? Yeah, girl. <laughs> um, where's IG Live? Just like we're we're talking right here. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's um it's gonna be for like at first it's gonna be like twenty five to thirty HBC grants that's doing big big things mm-hmm. and. Going to take. I'm going to take the interview and save it to my phone and put it up on IGTV. So what oh. you should, and and that's this content. So what you should do, right, is for these audio audio podcasts is dope. Of course, you can listen to it anytime you need to. But what you should what you should implement a little bit too is see if that works for you. As in, like, hey, the next time let's do it on IG. And we can have people on their lives and asking questions, questions and yep. like all that stuff and just see how it rock. 
I think it's a good idea. I've actually thought about doing that. So look, you just gave me some confirmation that that's the next wave of what should be happening for Shift the Plan because we are about to go into season three. So yeah. Okay. Your last question is, what are you most thankful for throughout your journey? Say that one more time. Huh? Say that one more time. Oh, what are you most thankful for throughout your journey? Um, I'm really, like, I ain't trying to be spirit. Matter of fact, I am. I'm thankful for God's grace and mercy over my life. I'm thankful that he's never given, <clears throat> he's never given up on me. Um, that he let me fail and was still there to, uh, help me along the way. Um, I'm just I'm just proud that God has chosen me to be a vessel to bring hope to the lives of people. Um, that God has this tremendous calling on my life and that I was one of the ones that where people always say God doesn't call to qualify, but he qualifies to call. Mm-hmm. And I feel that everything that I've been through have been those things or the qualifications that I've been able to um, accomplish or achieve or fit that mode or that criteria that has led me to be able to be called to do what I do. Um, I'm I'm proud. I'm proud that God has has helped me to understand what it means to be a greater leader, a greater man. To just all these resources that I've had to. Because a lot of times, like I'm, I'm my biggest obstacle. I'm, I'm my biggest obstacle. But like, just having favor and having grace over my life. That's what I'm really thankful for. That was a lot. That was a word right there. Like it's so much. It's so much. Like, whew. Yeah, preacher man. Run around, run, run around the church, Rhonda. I am. <laughs> Around the church, girl, you mean? Look, yeah, nah, they call me 2.2. So, <laughs> you better run that 2.2. Go, go, go. But for real, for real, I thank you for finally coming to the show. Yes, and I'm gonna say it like that. Finally, yeah, that, that, was, that was one of them, that was, that was one of them damn, that made me feel I done did something wrong. I'm like, never. <laughs> So now I got you the black ass here. That's right. You're supposed to be the first male guest on here. But it's all right. You here. You gave us some good, good tips. Look, you see these notes? I wrote notes. Wait, it's okay. Okay, okay. I wasn't playing. I was listening and I was writing notes. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. I thank you. I thank you. We will make sure that all of your information is listed in the show notes so our guests can connect with you. And we thank you guys for joining us for another episode of Shift the Plan podcast, where it is never, ever too late to change the game. Make sure you guys rate, review, and subscribe to Shift the Plan podcast, where you get a brand new episode every single Wednesday. And these men, they showing up. 
they're showing up. You get those bonus episodes on Monday, the last Monday of every month. So thank you guys. And we will see you next week. Yes, ma'am. Thank you for listening to Shift the Plan podcast. I hope that you enjoyed today's episode. Make sure that you are subscribed and that you rate this episode as well as leave a review. Let me know what you think as well as any questions you may have for the guest that was on the episode today. Now, some exciting news. If you haven't already seen it on my uh, Shift the Plan podcast or my personal page, The Rhonda Evans, we are now a whole tribe, y'all. I know it has evolved from just me having the idea to starting the podcast to now wanting to connect with more individuals who are shift makers, those who are making an impact in different areas in the community and education, mental health, and just what that foundation of building families are. Um, And so I'm excited to announce that we are now an organization called Shift Maker Charlotte. So you can head on over to our Instagram page at shift.makers.clt and take a look at what we have going on. And you can also go directly to the website at shifttheplan.com backslash join the tribe.